thoughts, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call, episode 181. We got uh, bicep flexing Ammer over here uh, in Toronto, Ontario. We got poofy haired John out in Kelowna, BC. And uh, we've got uh, hooded Austin out here in uh, in Elmer, Quebec. Yo guys, I actually wanted to share something with you. I went out for uh, for some drinks with a guy who... Uh, become a little bit more acquainted with from a business standpoint. Uh, he owns a car dealership, and uh, uh, I bought a bought and sold a few cars from him through the last year. And uh, he started listening to the podcast. And the first podcast he listened to was the one we did called Coach versus Own, like maybe six weeks ago. Oh you guys, yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. like me uh, coaching versus owning franchises. And like we went really in depth. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like got down to like the like the the root why of why I do any of this and like why we yeah. do any of this. Right. And he was like, sometimes I think we just forget how unique our relationships are with each other because he was like, dude, they like tore into you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like, it, like it was, like it was a bad thing. Not, 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 not a bad thing, but that it was like, uh, you know, unusual, like, unusual. Yeah, like it was, yeah. a, it was definitely a challenging situation, and there was there uh, or a challenging conversation, and it what they did get to a point where I was like definitely getting frustrated, but only because I had never thought about it from that angle before, right? <laughs> um, and then I was talking to him about it for like thirty minutes, and we were like, yeah, man, it's pretty. Uh, I was just sharing about like the value of having relationships like these, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. uh, over the past three years that we've kind of, I don't know, I realize I kind of take it for granted almost, you know, like it's just we chat every Sunday and we just have like this commitment that we can go so deep with one another, no matter what the circumstances are, you know, I feel like it's so, it's so healthy for the mind. So I wanted to say thank you for, uh, well, a thank you slash thank you to you guys for being you and then also just kind of realizing how grateful i am for uh having some some people who just check that blind spot you know so got you man we got you yeah i feel like to most people and i would say to me without having a conversation like this weekly for three years or you know i guess four years if you factor in before it was a podcast uh I'm sure there's definitely some stuff we talk about that must just sound like we hate each other to like the naked ear, you know? That's okay. No, I know. I'm just saying it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting how these are not more common. I know. I know. 
Why is that interesting? I'm not surprised at all. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. I just, I just think it's interesting that it's not more common. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it, like, like it makes sense why this wouldn't. Like, it, it, it's a pretty. I mean, I don't know what that. I, I mean, like, I, I was about to say it, it's, it's a pretty unpleasant experience, but maybe a little bit in the moment. But certainly, it's like it's so gratifying. Like, you know, like still to this day, like John's folly is just like one of my favorite moments in my entire life. Like in hindsight, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like when, like when i look back like when i look like i'm sure like at some point in my life like you know like someone would ask me like what's the turning point in your life i'm like john's folly you know it's on camera yeah but it's 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 recorded though like we mm, just have this moment yeah. where it's just like show this like, shows your enlightenment grandson. <laughs> yeah. Your grandson. Yeah. sales enlightenment you know so it's 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 yeah. it's really interesting uh, i found i found know, myself uh yeah go ahead well i was gonna say i One thing that I think that we take for granted a lot is just the beliefs that we hold, like, like in just in general. And every once in a while, you'll talk to someone who just shines light on what other beliefs are out there, and it's always shocking to me. Mm, yeah, I we were, yeah, we, uh, we, I went to a uh, Halloween get together at Tristan's place. And I was chatting with with someone else that was there, and just their mindset around personal development was just like it was. It was just it was it was fascinating because like I guess there's so many things that at this point I guess I just sort of hold as just like why would you not you know like like capitalism yeah, yeah. for me is just like a is is it just like an obvious thing right. Mm -hmm. And personal development is just so obvious and I'm so far gone or so like so far removed from the days of like when that was even a challenge of like even just like accepting that you should probably work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I was chatting with this individual and, you know, it, it kind of shines some light on that. I think something that something I have to work on, which is like getting myself back into like having like the, the, the I guess the empathy of understanding where someone's at in their journey. Because I was there mm -hmm. at one point in my life as well. But I was talking to this individual and they just couldn't you know in that moment at least they right then and there in, in with a, given their current mindset they couldn't grasp the idea that you would ever want to work on yourself and the meaning they had attached to the of working on yourself or you know exercising or even like reading books or just like improving is that your current self is not good enough like that was the that was the meaning Dude. they were adding to it and i just thought it was so interesting because i was sitting here and and it was just I was trying to talk to them about how, well, no, this, how, like, you know, it, but I couldn't really get the words out in, in a way. So, yeah. Yo, um, yeah, I feel like, okay, well, to, to that point, John, um, I had a conversation with someone today, actually, that uh, I'm definitely quite close with and I, and I care about. And we were talking about uh, goal setting and hitting your goals every week from like a could be anything right like your health your career your business uh any any other extracurriculars you have going on relationships and we were just kind of talking about goal setting and then the conversation of power and intention came up around your commitments right so i realized that this was something too that like to your point that you don't really, you kind of take for granted, but don't even really think about 
like we talk here like the original the reason why this conversation originated was because i think the three of us valued sharing each other's commitments with each other and then creating power and intention behind them and accountability yeah yeah and accountability so it was helpful for us to create power and intention every week with ourselves for things that we were trying to get in our life Hmm. that's actually i i can't find that anywhere like if you people look that, deep enough, sorry, people that want to, what, what is it that you can't find people that people that chat, people that willingly, uh, seek the initiative to chat with other people to reinforce their power and intention with their commitments. Are you looking for those individuals? Yes. Like, like, like just, just to, just to meet and to, and to talk. But about sorry. I, sorry. But like, I guess looking and like, are you actively sorry. searching? No, I guess what I'm saying is, is I'm realizing that the people, I guess I'm just having more conversations like that with people that I already know, like very well, like these could well, be like, oh, I see. Yeah. Well, do you know what I, I do? You know, it's another thing that I think is also just like working in parallel to this right now is, and, and I've mentioned this before, but like you're 26 now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in, like when you first graduate high school, effectively everyone is more or less the same like the most yeah, successful yeah. high school student versus like the least successful high school student both live with their parents <laughs> you know they both probably at best make minimum wage maybe one guy makes two dollars more than minimum wage right like there's not really you know maybe one guy's going to college but one guy's getting a trade you know there's just a very small variance between the two and those who are making bad decisions haven't really like face the full consequences of those but the people that are making good decisions quote unquote haven't really reaped the rewards of those yet so one thing i think that's also happening is that now that we're like 20 like i would say 25 is a pretty pretty general you know just general milestone because post 25 is when people start getting married that you know they're buying properties most people have started a career at that point or maybe have started one you know, maybe got onto their second career that they know they want to do, or they've graduated, maybe got a master's, you know, et cetera. So by 25, 26, it's like, that's kind of almost like when you're like, quote unquote, like more of an adult. Right. And so when you see, when you, when you, when you talk to individuals that are only just now starting a journey that you started six years ago, sometimes it's, it's, there's just a, there's, there's just a a bit of a clash there. Right. But yeah. And I guess my point was that in talking with this individual, I realized that we just have such a different set of values when it comes to the creation of that power and intention every week. Like I, I have a fitness coach, a health and wellness coach, a business coach and a life coach. And every week I meet with all of them and I recreate my intention for that week. And then I'm held accountable by all four areas of my life to do that. And I've been doing that. Well, the, the health and wellness coach is the most recent one over the last six weeks. But in, I'm just used to meeting with a coach. That's Cam, right? Yeah. I actually, by the way, I also joined the program. Yeah, I saw that, dude. Have you joined Slack? The Slack group? Uh uh, yeah, I mean, I, okay, because really we because we were chatting. Chat. I left with you a little like, note. I left yeah, you a little welcome. Because Amber Amber left you a little welcome note there. He said, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, Slack okay, is anyway. like not really in my because he said know, uh, ecosystem. 
Yeah, yeah. so I mean, maybe I'll get used to it. It's not, it I wish to, it was a WhatsApp group, but... No. It's pretty much the same thing. So John Morgan the third joined, and then Ammer said, small shoulders joined. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I guess so. John, I'm so John's funny, face. Dude. Yo, but it was like, you know how like you can see like John, like X person entered the chat. It's not it's not like anyone said it. It's just like it happened in the chat. And then Ammer tried to like recreate that, just saying like small shoulders entered the chat. So now I think what's gonna happen here is that John is gonna stare <laughs> into Ammer's soul again and take his soul again. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess you're getting, you're, time. You're, get, you're getting a whoop too, right? Yeah, although mine's yeah, just taking forever in the mail. I ordered it like last week and You should have used my referral code, you would have gotten already. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I did use your referral code. No, you didn't. You thought wrong. Okay, well, sure. You didn't. Um, anyway, yo John, when so you yeah, get a whoop strap, yeah. we're gonna all have whoop straps. Oh and dude, I can't wait gonna, to be this is gonna get fucking dangerous, dude. I'm actually not night after night. I'm well, you know, I mean I'm a active client of Sleep Country Canada. So, you know, uh, yeah, that is the best joke you ever made. That's so good. Sleep country, Canada. Canada. Why, Why buy a mattress anywhere else? Bing, <laughs> dude. That is like the most like name a more iconic jingle in Canada. Seriously, name one. I'll alarm wait. force. What's alarm force? You guys don't know the alarm force jingle. I, I, we don't have a crime it. outside of Quebec, so I guess. Yeah. Uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually thing. not even a good jingle. It's just like locked in my head. Yeah, yeah I don't know alarm force. force. Uh, <laughs> not as good as not as good as not as good as. Uh, dude, Sleep Country is just so good that you don't even have to say the words. It's just like. Mm, 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 mm. You know, like it just it just. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty good. Uh. uh but no, I I actually um, I think I'm gonna get a I, so so Trisha's now in New Zealand, so I, no, yeah, you didn't go. No, I'm no, I'm going in two weeks. Oh yeah, okay. My like bad. she's going for two weeks, then I'm going for two weeks. Yeah. Oh okay. Well, she's going Damn. for a month. I'm just yeah, doing yeah, it for yeah, the yeah. last two weeks. And where was it going with that? You're alone. Oh yeah, so I'm sleeping fantastic now, like just amazing. <laughs> like it's literally insane. Like I'm like I, I don't even I don't even wake up to my alarm anymore. I just wake up because I'm like I'm so well rested. I got mm. up at four a.m. That's so well. Like I literally four a.m. I was like man, like like I was like I'm my I, like I was like man, my alarm must have not went off because like I was so well rested that I was like man, like something's going on here. Get up, it's like four like four o two. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that feeling. So nice. I we gotta figure something out because I'm like I think I'll have to like maybe get a bigger bed or something like that. I think it's because like she like Did I think she queen? tosses and turns. Yeah, we have a queen. Yeah, mm. yeah, you need yeah, a king, it's a, man. It's a king play. No, for, for sure. sure, for sure. But uh, but realizing like but so now that she's gone, I mean, I kind of figured I wasn't sleeping that well because I I would wake up like five times a night and I just wasn't like I just wasn't really sleeping great for the last like year. And, Damn. Yeah. So. And, but another thing as well is that, so now that Trisha's gone, I have like the condo at like 16 degrees. Oh, yes. Dude, you know, like you're, I just, you're one of those, eh? Well, I, I mean, as Ammer knows, I am one of those. Ooh. 
Damn. It's pretty good. That was, that was pretty Damn. good. The timing pretty on good. that. But either way, um, John's going. So off I like it tonight. cold in here. So it's like, you know, I gotta fi- I gotta figure something out because there is a solution. Thinking, there is a solution. There it yeah. costs three thousand dollars. It's called it's the eight, eight sleep. Eight sleep. Yeah. I know, but the thing is, is that so here's where it gets pricey quickly. You know, quickly though. Like if you want to get like it's a king grand. size mattress, you want to get a king size bed frame. Yep. You gotta get probably brand new sheets because the queen sheets don't. You know. Yep. It's like I'm probably looking at like ten grand. Yeah. Overall. Yes. Yeah. Optimizing my my setup for sleep hygiene for desk for posture cost me like two grand, and I'm not even talking about the bed. Did you get a Did you get a Herman Miller chair? Yeah. Dude, is it a is it a game changer? It's really good. Yeah, I have a standing desk as well, and this desk. What's special about it too? It goes below. Um. It goes below 67 inches. So most people just like most desks aren't actually at the optimal height. So if your legs are a little bit dangling or you find yourself sitting on your tippy toes and like you're on your tippy toes while sitting, then your your chair and desk may be too high. So I got this desk not only because I can stand on it, but the desk is actually it can go lower. So like look at this. So like right now the desk is literally at like my belly button, mm. which is really good for writing, right? And then when I want to take, you know, typing, yeah, it makes sense. I, I can just kind of raise it, and then my my wrist to elbows are just pointed up just enough. Mm. I just the thing is though is so like, yeah, you can like get lost with this stuff, man. It's not cheap. Well, no, you can get lost. It's not even like 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 because I've already like I've already started doing some optimization. Like one thing I really wanted to fix was the air quality in my unit. So I got like an air purifier installed in my uh, furnace, Boom. and then I also got a like a air air purifying uh, unit as well. It's called a Jade unit, but that sent me back like four thousand dollars too. Yeah, yeah, man. This is this is the price now. If you want to get to that top level, like we're actually it's start performing like an athlete, like it just that's just what it is. And I wouldn't. I'd honestly much rather spend money on myself than anybody else. So. Well, no, it's it's not like it's not like I mean for me it it's actually not even a matter of like do I want to go get like a Gucci jacket or you know get air quality. It's for me it's just a matter of like how much do I want to invest versus how much do I want to like invest in 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 either more businesses or into mm-hmm. you know so there's a there's a trade off there. Yeah. yeah. Like even Cam obviously isn't cheap. Right. I mean, that was a that yeah. was a bit of a thought process for me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, I can't wait for you to get your whoop so you can start competing. Uh, not only, I probably won't compete with you. I probably won't compete with you. Yeah, no, I know. I'll, I'll be competing Why you with you that, silently. You don't have to opt in. Yeah, you don't have to like compete. Like you just be. I'll just look can, at your stats. And we can see your and I'll stats. Just be like, all right, I beat him today. Today's a good day so far. So you can lose, that's fine, but I'm just saying, I'm going to just win. Whether you notice it or not, it's up to you. I yeah. have a feeling this is I just I just have a thing where it's like, I don't compare myself to who someone else is today, but rather who I was yesterday. Yeah, and who you were yesterday also lost to me, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Fair enough, man. <laughs> I guess we'll have to play that long game. Emmer, yo, you get your strain pretty high, dude. What do you do for exercise? Um, I run to the gym and then I always hit a PR at the gym. <laughs> what, what do you mean you always hit a PR at the gym? Like every time I'm at the gym, I try to set a PR 
at okay. one of one some... of the exercises. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. And Wait, like, how do you I define how do you define a PR? Um, like if I do six reps of a certain weight, yeah, then I increase that weight. Into the increase is what you consider your PR. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Kyle and I were having a conversation about that uh, this morning. Kyle Heine, Brady's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking about PRs. And PRs are interesting. It's like, not only, so not only do your PRs fluctuate, but also what you would call your PR is sort of subjective. Because, like, are you counting, you know, because like if you, if you count just the heaviest weight you've ever lifted, that's one thing. But no, I also Kyle count reps. And I, well, fair enough, fair enough. But what Kyle and I were kind of more discussing was the weight that you could just go to a gym on any given day and just go lift like your max for that. That is what we call our your PR. So like if one week you can do, you know, hypothetically, like just a weight. Okay? Yeah. Sure. Just let's say, yeah, let's, let's, let's use Amher's realistic example. So let's say Amher's doing 20 on, on incline press. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, just literally just like air. <laughs> Just lifting the atmosphere. <laughs> and then and then one week he does 25, but he can't get back to 25 the next week after. I wouldn't necessarily say his PR is 25. I would say his PR is what he's what he's able to just get into the gym on any given day. Not a good day or a bad day, but just consistently lift, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, so that's what we were talking about was this morning was that your PR is kind of more your 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 go-to weight. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Also, Austin, like I do a lot of sales calls and in my sales calls, I'm like very Dude. present and I'm just like... The, I noticed the, the that causes more, strain. The more I was starting to train uh, new franchisees on sales, I'm doing a lot more sales calls, and my strain per day average went up. Yeah, and if you're if you're wondering what we're talking about, strain is like a measure of different things, like your how much your heart rate goes up, basically how much you're fatiguing your body, and the Whoop can track it based on your breathing, skin temperature, heart rate, and other th- blood blood oxygen levels. So and, and yeah, usually that's what whoop, strain is. Usually Whoop has a very good guess as to what the activity was after you've completed it. So, um, you know, there's an activity you can log Ammer called high stress work. Damn, I know. I didn't even know that. Dude, so I was in a, like, I've had a few meetings where, like, they've been, like, hours long, either with, like, clients or, or like, shareholders or whatnot, right? Mm. And uh, and I'll go back and I'll, like, because you can go back and log yeah. any past time frame as an activity you can just label it yeah and then whoop will be like oh this is what you burnt in this period of time and how what your vitals were like and uh like dude i've I've burnt like 600 calories in a meeting or something it's like what the fuck just like sitting there though like just my my heart rate and like my intensity of like it's kind of stupid but when john gets his whoop it's gonna be kind of weird because you can see like 11 p.m he's like playing dice or like rolling some dice like what's going on what's going on i don't get i don't get the joke that's okay you're just throwing some dice john it's all good it's all good no okay anyways uh i will i will share something which is i'm starting to realize how bad am i how actually just not as good as i thought at sales now that i have to teach it to others you know you think you're good right and then and then you get coaching what? from somebody who's way better. And I'm starting to realize, man, say, being a sales manager, not as easy as I thought. Way more to it than I could have ever imagined. Uh, closing, um, you know, I'm trying to become a better closer. 
way harder to do than I thought. And I'm to, trying to become a better like uh, appointment center. So all I'm just kind well, of more real. Yeah. Why is it that you're doing the sales training? I'm in charge of sales in the business. Patrick's fair enough. No, in, fair in charge enough. of fulfillment. Fair enough. But but like so for example, like Tristan and I, like we use Cardone University for our guys. Yeah. So like Grant Cardone's our sales trainer. No, no, no. We have Cole Gordon for our sales trainer as well. It's not enough. He I think he's talking just about like the basics of his business, John. I think he would need to train that. Like does Grant no, no, Cardone? No, 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 like John, John. I'm even talking like, okay, let's say they do the Grant Cardone training and then they start implementing. Part of being an excellent sales manager, and I mean like really world class, is that you keep inspiring your guys on a daily basis, maintain their energy up, and constantly have them improve their statistics. Part of doing that is having way better morning meetings, way better end of day reports, and way better tracking, way better call reviews, estimate reviews, whatever you want to call them. And to get to that world-class level at those things, you have to get to another level where you can pick up on small things. So mm, that's I'm like, what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So like I'm yeah, okay. listening. So, like these are but, the daily okay. activities. We I was envisioning you like sitting down and like training someone on, yeah. No, 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 no. It's like we understand the basics, but it's like, okay, well, that's just the theory. That's level one. Everybody's got level one. Let's try to go to level two. Well, level two is through practice. Well, what the hell is level three? Well, what you're we saying talk to is somebody's at level four. So what you're saying is like now that you have other people in your business with you trying to accomplish the goals with you, you're realizing that you have to keep setting a new target every time someone gets to a new level and setting yeah, that new, setting that new target. I need to is, get better. Right. But setting that new target is only going to be capable with what you've experienced, right? So no, but sometimes to... it's like we get stuck at a certain metric. We like plateau. In what way? It, Give me an example. Like show up rate. Like right now, mm. if you like, you know, you see my ad, you click on it, you know, we we call you. Hey, Austin, we saw that you, you know, did, 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 right. did it. Um, the odds of you showing up to a meeting that we set up. From that call. From that call is a certain number. Let's say it's like 20%. Right. And we're plateaued at 20% and I'm giving all the coaching. Well, obviously there gets to a point where you got to point at yourself and be like, man, honestly, this could be kind of like the thing where it's like the blind leading the blind. Mm. Well, Cause I've never been. Yeah. So when, when one of your clients, like in, in one of the trades, like let's say they're painting business just for the sake of, we all know sure. that business. Why do you think, why do you think customers cancel or no show to uh painting estimates uh because the eight point call wasn't as good or the lead is too old there's actually like i can keep going if you want i can just kind of rant like a little bit but the, the most important one is speed the lead and then the no, second like, is no, qual call I mean, quality but, but those are i guess those are not necessarily wise those are maybe things that you could maybe could have done differently that would have increased the likelihood but like, like if, if you were, I get here's a, maybe a better way of wording it. If you, if, if you were to somehow get a hold of that client and ask yeah. them, why did you no show? Why did you cancel? Not and you were to get them to give you an honest answer. What do you think their answer would be? Just wasn't enticing enough. It wasn't interesting enough for, yeah, for my time. Like, I would I, rather I, do something I, else. I'm with speculating my time. here. Cause obviously I've never done, run a, ran a survey on customers that no showed, but I would say that's probably because 
they weren't that serious of a buyer. Maybe. Yeah, but again, that 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 proves Amher's point. The call wasn't good enough to disqualify them. Like, no, the no, 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 no. guys, guys, guys. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm not. We're not going to go down this path of like opposition here. I'm not saying there's no. I, I'm not. I, I'm in agreement yeah. with you. I'm okay. saying that Amher, I disagree with you. Amher said. No, call, am I agreeing or disagreeing? Okay. 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 Yeah. Maybe it could be that it's not a qualified buyer, but like blaming the lead. Let's just make sure we do our due diligence before we blame the lead. That is no, like I'm totally saying that he's not totally. No, totally. you I'm guys are saying the same thing. Amber, you said the eight point phone call could have been better. Why is John this? Saying, why did this have to turn so hostile awesome so quick? John, John's saying fun, the man. no, no, John's saying that the okay. person isn't interested. If the eight point call was good enough, you would have found out that the person wasn't interested, right? So it's yeah, no, no, I agree. Like if you had done a good enough eight point call, but but hold on, but 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 it still begs the question though that. Okay, so fine. Let's say you do a really good initial call. Like, for example, today, I had an initial call where I literally was able to like, get them to see that yeah. there was no point of me coming up yeah. to do the quote for them. It just, it wasn't, it was a waste of their time and my time, right? Uh, whereas I could have set that up and maybe they would have canceled, maybe yeah. they wouldn't have. Because Amher, here's the thing. You can have people that are not serious buyers and they still will show up to their estimate. Yes. Right? So it's, 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 like, a, it's like a, why would they cancel, right? So I guess... I learned this today, which is a good salesman can get a lot of compliance. It's like, yes, yes, let's do it. They'll even show up. They'll have you in. But a great salesman can have excitement and compliance. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like get like great. I'm trying to actually be like as great as possible. And I remember I asked myself honestly, like a month ago, I'm like, how many sales books have I read or studied? One. Damn, that's an opportunity damn that's damn. an opportunity fair enough damn. so there's definitely so some you know i'm like there. yeah so i'm like let, let me go deeper here and then i picked a call that joe did that i reviewed and gave notes on but then i had somebody better than me from cole gordon's team one of the best guides listen to that same call and give totally different feedback that was way better than mine and i'm just mm, like, interesting there's levels to this so that was like really fun really cool experience I'm just starting to realize there's like levels to it. Like I caught, like I, I actually had uh, James kind of catch me on the, one of these. You know, I, I did a call with a guy and I, we get to the end of it. And he's like, oh, you know, you know, we just don't have, I don't have that much money. Even though he, I qualified him that he did have money. And I was sold by that. He like sold me to that. Mm. And then, and then uh, James asked me, well, if, if, uh, if Tony Robbins or let's say Cole Gordon or Grant Cardone himself was doing the call, could he have closed? And I was like, no, probably couldn't have closed, you know. And that was just like the dumbest thing I could have ever said. Because mm, in reality, well, you don't know. I mean, it's it's quite possible. Like, like the way that I the way maybe. that I always like to look at sales is like you you have to be in front of someone who's a potential buyer from you. Like, yes, that's step like, one. Are yeah, they qualified? Well, yeah, qualified I mean, I meaning do they actually need your service step one are you yeah, if like you're selling pens, a, uh, do they there was a really a good conversation um actually a really really good conversation it was honestly probably one of the best sales podcasts that i'd listened to just because it was a oh grant cardone versus uh yeah Jim it Buffer. was it yeah, was I so good you, right and this was kind of this was kind of the debate that uh that grant cardone and and um jordan belfort had and i think jordan belfort belfort but i think in all intents and purposes i think is a better salesperson than grant cardone like in general yes. like if you were to just yeah. you know and I think if you were to listen to that call or that podcast, I think you would come to the same conclusion. 
And I think this is what separates the great salespeople from the bad salespeople. Not that not that Grant Cardone's a bad salesperson, he, I, but I, where I think Grant Cardone shines is actually he's, he's a better marketer. I think he's a really good marketer. Yes. I don't know if he's a great salesperson, right? Whereas I think Jordan Belfort is not necessarily a great marketer, but he's a, he's a fantastic salesperson. And I think where that really shined was exactly what we're talking about here, Amber, which is that I don't think a great salesperson is someone who can just close anyone. Right. I don't I don't think that a, a great salesperson turns a no into a yes. Right. I think great salespeople are actually just extremely efficient at finding the people like, at finding the people that are potential buyers and then maximizing the hit rates. Like so for example, it's not that the best baseball hitters in the world are people that hit every single pitch. They're the people that hit a the home run pitch. every time they get their pitch. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the balls are flying, you know, like like balls as in like not a strike. Um, they don't hit those because it's like, it's, it's not worth it. Like it's a waste of time. I'm not going to swing at that. The odds of me landing a home run off that is just not the case, right? Or a, a single or whatever. But they, but when the right pitch comes, they always hit it. And I think that's what a great salesperson is, is a great salesperson doesn't need to swing at every single pitch. They don't need to turn those into yeses because of the, of the people that are potential yeses, as in people who, regardless of whether they're buying from you or buying from someone those individuals they happen to close that's what i think a great salesperson is correct but what i'm talking about is once they're qualified yeah how can you maximize your hit rate and we we actually um we track hit rate it's called an offer rate which is how often do you offer somebody who's qualified on a call with you and that's like pretty important as well but this is where it kind of gets pretty subjective though right is that um like i just remember like early in my earlier in my career, like I, if you look at John's folly, you know, pre, you know, pre John's folly, post John's folly. For me, I, I, I wasn't so much of a salesperson. I was just a quoter. Yeah. Whereas now I'm a salesperson. Yeah, I get it. So because just naturally, this is a newer business for you. Do you think that maybe you might be in that quoting phase where you're not necessarily trying to maximize the sale, but you're just trying to like, there's a bit of maybe like, I'm just speculating here, but do you think there's any sort of insecurity around how many quote unquote quotes you do? Like, isn't that's a metric you guys track? Um, I used to actually have that problem back in maybe February or March, but I but now I'm, I'm actually just trying to get better at just becoming a better salesperson. That was a huge problem for me in March. Yeah, because I mean, there's a temptation to just, ha- you know, to just start swinging at everything that comes your way, right? And then, I mean, it's 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 probably a good, um, it's, I have mixed There's a good balance. That. Well, what do you there's think? There's a good then? balance. Austin, what do you think though? Because I'll say this, one thing that, that I got really good at was doing estimates. Like even though I was swinging at pitches that realistically no one should have swung at, like I was doing quotes that realistically just were not qualified buyer. Like I remember doing like going door knocking and I remember saying to people at the door, even if you have no, cause I was just so desperate for leads. I was like, even if you have no intention of booking the, the job, let me give you a quote. <laughs> and I used to call them and like set up a quote with like no initial call, no client manual. I just show up and do a quote. Well, I got really good at doing quotes. Like as far as like, I was able to present a quote or I was able to, you know, do a good walkthrough or whatever. Right. But as far as actually like qualifying, that was the main issue. It wasn't that I wasn't good at quoting. It's just, I was, I was, I was presenting, like, even though I had great, would say presenting abilities, 
I was just wasting those abilities because I was presenting to people that weren't going to buy from me, even if I had the best clothes in the world. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that 20% of people who aren't your best pitch, you can still close 20 to 30%. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But other than that, I agree with what you're saying, John. Fully. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just happen to build enough rapport. And yeah. Maybe, like I think that the yeah. stars can align and you can end up getting a yes and a commitment and a deposit on the same day of the appointment, 20 or 30% of the time, even if <clears throat> that person, um, is not a pre-qualified person and is is not fitting your ideal client avatar of who you would book in on the day what type of work they have what their intentions like what their commitments like um, but they were but they were a potential client like what i'm talking about client? is the people yeah. that actually by all intents and purposes like for, so for example maybe you're doing a quote to someone who had expectations it was going to cost a hundred dollars and they literally only have a hundred dollars to paint their house. Yeah, no, yeah, like okay, that's okay. just a zero. Like there's, there's just no yeah, way you're going to like the person yeah. can't like they, they don't have access to the money or any, it's just, it's way too big of a hurdle to come over. Right. So, yeah. cause I mean, uh, if you look at like why I was even able to still book jobs, it wasn't that I was able like, I was still able to book jobs, even though I was not doing any qualifying or anything like that, because I just happened to still meet with people when they, that happened to be set up properly, but not by my doing, but just by the, by the sheer like fluke. As in, I just happened to be meeting with someone who had already gotten other quotes. I, I had already met this. You person. were firing from the hip. Yeah. Like, and this person, yeah. their, their wife just happened to be in the home. Oh, Hey sweetie, the painter's here. Do you want to do this quote? She's like, yeah, I sure. got 15 minutes. You know, like it just happens to, so whereas it, rather than it being, so I randomly booked the job versus mm -hmm. purposefully booked the job, right? Mm -hmm. Or purposely, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Amr, <clears throat> yeah. back to what you're describing about your team that you're building. What are you realizing about your ability in more detail? Cause like, I'm really fascinated by the idea that before you hired people, you were looking at this through the lens of, okay, I'm getting pretty good at this but you've just really good. I was like, yeah, I was getting compliments from people yeah. from like the Cole Gordon. He was like, dude, what your closing rates? What? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? and, then, yeah. and then, and then you try to like translate that, get it out of your own head and try to put it on paper. And you're like, dude, I, I don't, yeah. Even, what am I even doing? I, I don't know. Like maybe I just got lucky. Maybe, maybe I was actually gun shy. Maybe I wasn't Is offering your team as many struggling people. to close. No, no, I'm the only closer right now. Our biggest struggle is just getting the show up rate up. So right. Amber, but here's here's what I would here's what I want to know. I want to know what you think of this, and John, but Amber primarily because you brought this up and you're like in the thick of training new salespeople that already have sales experience. You and I are kind of doing the same thing now, right? Because well, so, so is John too, right? But I just mean that like John is a hundred percent doing the same thing. I'm talking about like people that had left student works at the same time, both going into sales focused positions, right? Sure, yeah. But like, <clears throat> I'm talking like we we pulled from the same pond, let's say, right? Like these people are coming out with very homogenous experience. Sure, yeah, John, yeah. John, I, I, you might have the same thing, I'm not sure, but like, I mean, Amher and I, a works operator, but yeah, fair enough, yeah. So, so Amher and I happen to know, like, Amher, you would know most of the people I'm training, I know most of the people you're training, right? Like sure. I know, they're, they're all relatively very, very capable people when it comes to sales. <clears throat> and then so we're realizing like I'm really good at selling a roof. You're really good at selling a course for contractors to improve their business. 
now when you sit down and like I have, there's like a generic eight point uh, or like a generic, you could call like preliminary phone call script that we use to qualify clients into appointments. You have the same script for your business. But over the last couple of years, you've definitely took that tool and made it your own. And that tool is now yours. And that's what you were really good at. That's what Cole Gordon was saying like, dude, what? You're closing rates this? And you Mm -hmm. were, I'm not doubting that you were good at it, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the debate. Is what you're good at, because it's not the system, right? Like you've taken the system and you've made it your own. So that I'm going to argue is not that exact modification of that system is useless for anyone else. It's almost a disservice if you try it. Like, because here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to pull everything out of your brain. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. You've made it yours. So now you're trying to pull it out and you're going, okay, what did I do to make this work for me? And how can I make that a new structure? That's currently what I'm doing. And it's yeah, not you gotta work- restart. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to reset. You got to reset. Because I'm realizing like when I'm training new franchisees on preliminary phone calls, I'm literally not following what the resources that's available to them. And I'm making myself look like an asshole. And it's not because I'm not being efficient. I'm pre-closing everyone. I'm, I'm closing as hard. Like I'm getting results, but I'm not following a sustainable structure that will work for a hundred I can explain it. I can explain what it is, perfectly. What is this? Like this is, is my happening? question for you. So there's certain things that you got to try and accomplish within a sale. Things that you want to check off in the person's head. Objections you want to eliminate before the close. It, certain emotions, pains, and desires that you got to draw out. When you do this on your own, you come up with like a weird way of doing it without you even knowing that you're doing it. So for example, I was doing a really good job at figuring out what pained people, just pained them and extrapolating it to create a a gap between where they are and where they want to go. It's called gap selling. Mm -hmm. When I tried to explain it, I would explain and put emphasis on the wrong things that wouldn't make it a priority for the person I'm teaching to create a gap and cause pain. Because I myself didn't even know why it was working. So here's a better, you know, a better example. Let's think of a good analogy. Oh, let's say like I cooked this amazing dessert and there's all these ingredients and over through the years, I've mixed it and mixed it just like shooting from the hip. But, and let's say it's a creme brulee. And the best part about the creme brulee that I've made was like, you know, the, the amount of vanilla I put in, but I didn't, but I actually don't know that it's the vanilla. So then when I'm explaining it to somebody else, I'm like trying to think to why this creme brulee tastes so good. I'm like, it's gotta be the sugar and the temperature. So you got to like, obviously, here's, here's all the ingredients and directions. But obviously, the thing you got to look out for is the sugar and the temperature. So they're not mm. putting attention on the sugar and the temperature when really the thing that really mattered was the vanilla. But you didn't even know that because you weren't smart enough or good enough to know why that sale even happened. So now I'm like trying to undo some of the stuff that I've taught them because I'm starting Locked to learn in. why I'm doing it so well. That's a great well. analogy. That's a great so, analogy. So, it's, so the, what you're saying is, there's something that I'm doing that I'm unaware of its functionality. Therefore, I can't coach it because I'm not aware of it. It's in my yeah, mind. Correct. Part. It's like you're doing like A plus B and that plus C plus D equals like E. And like you're you're trying to like bring it all together. But it's 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 like the sum of the whole is what makes it good. Do and I need you try someone... to break it down into parts, but you might miss an important yeah. part. Yeah. 
Do I? So it doesn't in, become in, the same thing. You're hiring Cole Gordon to be that unbiased, objective third party. Yeah, yeah. You you have somebody way better than Cole Gordon in your situation. It's but Patrick. I'm, I know. But I'm asking you. Yeah, I'm asking Patrick. you if that's what you're using Cole Gordon for. Like, is that what yes. when you think? Okay. Yes. Like today, I jumped on a call with Steve, and Steve's like one of the best guys from the Cole Gordon team. And he was able to listen to a call and be like, oh, dude, it's clear. Your discovery process and your intro needs to be cleaned up. Mm. And then I'm like, and I would remember when I was doing my calls, like I did, I literally had the same script, but I'd go through it much faster, much more charismatically. But like, you can't translate that in the script. Exactly. Where, it's where that type coaching, of shit. It's that type of shit. But he saw it clearly. He's like, man, you just got to change the script because you're like, you have these like filters on when you look at your own script, but like you can't assume that people have yeah. the same filters. Like that you, you read do through your own script with a certain level of speed based on like how you know each. Saying. Yeah, it's like how do you how do you put that in the script? So <laughs> so for Steve, he's like size dude, of dude, fonts. You, you just got to <laughs> you know you, Steve's like you got to yeah. change the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to yeah. like get better Shit. at like the discovery and like she. lowering the intro. And then yeah. when it got to the part where I'm asking the prospect questions. I would do this subconsciously where I would ask what, how, then why questions. So for example, we can role play. Hey, Austin, like, you know, what, what would you say is the biggest obstacle right now in your roofing business? Uh, it's cash flow. Cash flow. And, and, and how long has that been going on? Uh, three years. Well, I guess every year for three years. Yeah. And when you say, when you say cash flow, like why cash flow specifically? Why is that such a pain? Because um, I feel like I'm, when I'm at my best, <clears throat> when I when I make the moves I need to move in my make in my business to scale up, I feel like I'm punished for that. Mm, you feel like when you try to actually scale, yeah, like if I try and grow my operation, I get to a point where there's a lot more liquid cash needed to scale, mm. and because I have a larger ar well there's more there's more outstanding uncollected invoices right so got it. and what what does that ha yeah what does that do to your mental state in your business every time you try to scale um what does it do to my mental state every time i try to scale it does it make you want it, like, it kind of like to scale yeah it gets me excited to scale, but when I see like a negative side to it, I guess I kind of start to question whether or not I can do it. Mm. And how have you been trying to fix this for the past three years? Um, well, I've been finding the sweet spot that works really well, right? Like where I can still make money and not have as much stress about cash flow. Because at the end of the year, right, I'm always making money. It just comes down to like, if I have a large complicated project where I have to offer like, you know, like a really large price tag, collecting that the day it finishes from another company is impossible, right? Cool. So, yeah. So if this is something that you just end up figuring out, why is it, why is it even important for you to solve? Why, why do you even mention it as an obstacle? Because it's something that I refuse to accept. Why? Because I don't believe that 
it's something that I should accept. I think there's a way around it. Okay, cool. Well, interesting enough, I mean, there is actually, I mean, I know you guys almost like stop rolling, play, role playing there for a second and just add. No, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, I don't, I, so, I knew it. But it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, let me just, let me just wrap this up. Just let me just wrap this up. <laughs> so naturally, I would have questions in the script that would say, ask about cash flow or how's your cash flow? And then it would say like an asterisk, dig, dig more. But the way I would always dig was ask what, how, why questions. But then I would also do something that I've learned that I do. And it's actually, there's a word for it. It's called labeling where you kind of, it's, it's, what, it's how, what we learned from Landmark where you like recreate the person. So it's like, oh, wow. It sounds to me like, like you're a person that really cares about having enough cash in the bank. So I just kind of gave you this label that you're now like attached to. And so now you're committed to this label and most people don't want to look like a hypocrite or contradict themselves. So you're going to stick to that label. So it's these things that I don't even know that I'm doing that I'm always doing that when I try to teach the people, I don't teach them because I don't know that I'm doing it. I know. Yes. I see. Which your, makes I see me realize, damn, dude, I'm actually like, I thought I knew sales, but I don't know sales, dude. Like I was succeeding in student works because one, I had goodwill from two places, being in a franchise and being a student. And uh, two, that I had a system that was so good and so well explained to me and a script and a process that's, that's been refined for 40 years. Yeah. And all I had to do was literally just follow it and I would do fine. Yeah. But like when you try to step away from that, when you're building a ProWorks franchise, Pure Air, Rydell, TradeArc, you don't have any of that goodwill. So how do you establish trust how do you build yourself as a, a you know as an expert? How do you figure out their pains mm. and desires? How do you build a gap? How do you label properly? How do you get them committed? How do you do proper tie downs? Fair this enough. This is the sales I mean, I'm ideally, trying to get to. Fair enough. I mean, ideally, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like what you're saying, like I get all of that. Ideally, I'd like to be a part of businesses that don't require such fucking massive amounts of skill. I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. So to to wrap this up businesses that require you to be really good at sales aren't is because their marketing isn't that good and if a business is required to be really good at marketing that means their product isn't that good because otherwise they'd be just getting tons of referrals so there's also levels in business which is i want to get to a level where my marketing is so good that my sales guys can just easily close because my marketing is so yeah good. and some people yeah some but people's I, product is but so i want to get the product but, yeah. but i want to get the product so damn good they wouldn't even have to run ads it's just based off referrals well that's kind of the ultimate goal yeah, like if, if you think about it, like, I mean, um, like Costco, right? They don't run, any, you'll never see a promotion for Costco. They have no advertising, right? But yeah. what they do do is they offer immense value to their client, mm -hmm. right? So, but so their, but so their, their challenge is probably more logistical, I would say, than anything else, right? But yeah. But businesses that require just immense skill are things that I just want to try and avoid going forward. Yeah, fair enough, man. Yeah, but a good good point, good sidebar. But that's just to answer your question. It's these things I'm starting to discover from the reading and the courses and the coaching that I'm like, dude, there's levels to this shit, and like, this is kind of fun. So yeah, Amber, I think point. we should chat more about this honestly outside the podcast because I think this is something for like the first time in a while that you and I are actually. I didn't even really know you were looking into this this deeply. Could, I mean, I knew you had new people on your team, but like, this is something I've been like really pondering like the the like a new perspective to look at this through right 
So I find this really interesting. It makes yeah, me cool, it makes me realize want to uh, it may, or it makes me want to record my conversations. If you want, I and like I'll, I'll just I just offer this to like a few people. But if you want, I can invite you to a couple of our sales morning meetings. That you can just kind of sit in and see how we do them, and then maybe. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Um. But yeah, um, that's that's what I kind well, of. Well, Austin, one of the things I've one, been learning one thing uh, about your cash flow thing with the roofing, because I imagine it's just like huge AR with roofing. Well, I was I was trying to like be a good coachy to Ammer, but there is like cat like cash flow yeah. management is a thing yeah yeah um i i noticed that as well with painting like with pro, between pro works and student works i mean as you as my business has gotten larger obviously my ar mm-hmm. exists you know especially in pierre but mm-hmm. in uh in on the residential side i mean obviously we just collect payment like you know within yeah. a day or two i mean there's always gonna be that one client that just hard to get a hold of blah 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 mm-hmm. but as we do more strata work you know we've we've had to like have like creative ways to have better cash flow but do you know what's one way you can actually improve your cash flow just instantly so is actually just um have your accounts payable uh extend longer i know yeah. well sorry i don't mean i know like i i i recently figured like so like you can just you can just like like any of your major expenses you can just try and defer them yeah yeah and I realized like the lack of like credit cards, to... for example, allow you to postpone things for 21 days, right? Yeah. So you don't need to receive yeah. cash with it for 21 days. And then yeah. uh, like most most suppliers will give you net 30, right? Like uh, yeah. with uh, Sunbelt rentals, like for lifts, I have like a net 60 yeah. on there. Nice. Right? right. So I don't have to pay for 60 days. So there's a lot of things like it's that. It's funny how like extending your payables is essentially just like deflecting the cash flow to another business you know like it's kind well of funny. yeah but it, it's it's like a, it's it's honestly it's one of the first things like when i'm like when i'm analyzing businesses right my public traded ones it's one of the first things i look at is over time how is their accounts payable been versus their accounts receivable like what's the turnover rate like how like on how on average how many days are they paying people versus on average how many uh, how long is it for customers to be paying them yeah is what's that statistic called? That d- delta factor of that? Is there an is there a stat? I don't for know. That? No. Okay. I mean, there, there, I'm, I'm sure there is some sort of fancy name for it, but time to get mm. paid, time to time to pay. Yeah. 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 Isn't delta just another fancy word for difference? Um. Uh. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm sure that I'm sure there's some sort of ratio there, but uh, but I mean, it's it's I mean, it's it's one of the few ways that a business. I mean, it's funny. It, it's interesting because what you're talking about, how like you know you're making money, but <clears throat> the cash flow is not necessarily there so it's interesting like like a business can actually like show an accounting profit but actually go bankrupt just, yeah. just based off cash flow yeah yeah it's actually crazy because like um one of the things that uh was interesting is that like if i have a well it's just just as a basic example uh first year franchisees depends on their like uh i guess you could say their state the, the how fast they're progressing and how quickly along their their learning and how what they're sold at but we obviously determine a production start date that production start date is for the first month to first four to six sometimes eight weeks it's purely asphalt roofing we don't touch anything else for that new franchise because mastering asphalt roofing is the first thing to do in terms of production management 
then you can introduce like rubber and metal. Um, but as soon as you start introducing those lifetime products like rubber and metal that come at like way higher ticket items, like, you know, an asphalt roof on the same house to sell a lifetime product is going to be like two to four times more. And so everything's two to four times more, right? So materials, labor, et cetera. So when you're in that perfect little time of the year where you're buying lifetime material with asphalt cash flow, that's a that's a tight, that's a tight four weeks, right? When you're purchasing for jobs that you're starting off of like profits that are of a lower uh, or not profits. I guess you could say gross profits. Well, that's where like deposits the, the would flow. obviously come come in. For sure. No, no, of course, but like that that's just something that is is something to because okay so deposits is interesting because you could ask your clients for material deposits right which are going to be uh anywhere from 30 to 50 percent upon um possession of like delivery of the material um but the reality is is that all of our big competitors well any roofing company that's got more than one location which isn't many but but like a decent amount are going to not require that deposit. Like the, the, they're, they're just the cash flow is actually a means of competition in construction. So like, it's kind of interesting, right? Like some people are like, well, this, this company isn't requiring a material deposit. This company is like, that's actually a factor for some people, especially if they're going to be funding the project with credit or financing. Right. So it's kind of interesting to to explore that because yeah again it's just a be- it's it's just a new level of uh of yeah i mean there is an objection also- handle there but it still could be a for solid sure. objection for some people yeah for sure for sure, for sure. yo john i have a question for you do sure. you still do waking up by sam harris yeah i do yeah dude game changer austin i don't know what you're doing bro you gotta get on that you know what Amber? I wanted. I want you to say. I want you to know that I appreciate how you didn't ask me if I was even doing it. You just said I have to get on it. Are you doing it? No, but <laughs> okay. I don't appreciate the assumption. I just want you. You know, to know. what? Fair enough. No, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, but I actually um, apologize. Yeah, no, that's fine. I what? What was the podcast you guys referenced? The Grant Cardone versus Jordan Belfort. Like, what was the yes. actual? What was the actual podcast name? No, you can do literally like put it's, it on YouTube. It's such a he, he showed podcast. up. It's it's literally the like Jordan Belfort's podcast featuring the guest. Oh, but it's on Jordan Belfort's podcast. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. it's really good. It's really good. I think Grant. I think Grant Cardone was just in a bad mood or something. He just took a fat L. Like it was just a. Bad oh, he took no, a. I, he took a. No, I, I really oh, do. Huge. I really do think that Grant Cardone is a great marketer. I just don't necessarily think that he's a great salesperson. Then why'd you buy his program? Well, there's, there's a massive difference between being a good salesperson and, and training people on how to do oh, okay, sales. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, the reason I ask you that question, John, is I was on like meditation number 14 and he made this distinction. And I took a note here. This is what he said. He said, you know how like, this is a mis- misconception I had about stoicism, which is like if you feel angry or sad or overly excited, the I used to just try to cancel out the emotion. Yeah. 
but he made a distinction that like blew my mind, which is don't cancel out the emotion. Cancel out the meaning. This is Sam Harris that's saying this. Yes. Yeah. And that was like impressive. I would say, I, like that was a, that, I, that was impressive. Is that is that the wording that he used? Yeah. Yeah. I can double check. He used the word cancel. And he might may have said remove actually. Good, yeah. Good question. It doesn't though. sound it sure. doesn't sound like something Sam Harris would say. I would say he probably said something along the lines of feel for the like feel the emotion for for what it is but but like you know i guess you could say maybe maybe he would have said remove the meaning but because i think the distinction to make there is that say again well i think the distinction to make is that there's a there's a massive difference between suffering in your imagination than what's actually going on in reality here do do you want to hear it yeah. Do you, do you, do you well, do you have the transcript yeah, of it? I don't have the transcript, but I do know it's at the end of this meditation. It's like around here. This is 13. Yeah, yeah. It was here. It wasn't 14. I, I don't know if this is it, but it's still, still wisdom anyway. Meditation is not really separate from the rest of your life. It really is just paying attention. It's just noticing what you're noticing anyway. And the more you can do that outside of these formal sessions, the more the best parts of meditation will begin to bleed into everything else you do and into your relationships and into those moments when you wake up at four in the morning and can't get back to sleep you only have your mind in each moment and it will be as well ordered or as chaotic as it is and meditation is the best technique i know to get some purchase on order and balance and ultimately actual peace no matter what is happening in your life yeah, that's not it. But I do I do have that written down. And it was kind of like, I think the point he was making is just notice the emotion. Don't try to cancel it or stuff it away. Just notice it for what it is. And don't get too caught up on like, oh, I shouldn't be experiencing this emotion. Or it's bad for me to experience this emotion. And all the meaning that can you can wrap up this emotion in. Yeah. Just feel it for what it is. You're, you're, just notice it. Yeah, so there's... It. Yeah, there, one, of, one of his... Sam Harris's better uh, lines is that the half-life of an emotion. Mm. I love this this part, this idea that he has, which is that if you were to actually just stop adding fuel to the fire, like if you were to stop actually just actively thinking about how the world's falling apart or, you know, let's say someone cuts you off, if you were to just actually mm. pay attention to the emotion but actually stop the thinking portion of it and just of like this guy's a fucking asshole and like in, in this is the meaning right just keep adding more and more meaning and just adding fuel to the fire he's like you'll find that like the half-life of the emotions like a second 10 seconds yeah. like it's yeah. certainly not 
days, you know? And it's, you know, because the example that he used as well is like, you know, if you had like a bad childhood, he's like, what's the half-life of that? He's like, 20 years later, should you really still be feeling, you know, anger towards your parents? Oh, that's crazy. I didn't get to that part. You know, he's like, everything you said firsthand, I'm like, yeah, I got to. I didn't get to the childhood thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Austin, I don't know if you meditate, but you know, I do. You, I've started, do? I've started like I use, I used headspace for a few weeks. And then I realized that the reason why I wasn't meditating as much is because I was looking at meditation. Like it was, a, it was like a commitment, like working out or something, but I realized that it's more of just a tool as more than a commitment. And so I guess you can be both, but maybe I'm using the word commitment kind of out of context. But <clears throat> there's definitely some times where after our interview with Lane, I, le- I started using this term where Lane used this word called squirrel brain or this term called yeah. squirrel brain, where it's like when you just have so much going on, I saw I oftentimes like a few times per week and some pretty crazy or hectic days, I'll get to a point where... Um, Sometimes I just feel like I have squirrel brain. I don't really know how to describe it. It just feels like you're you literally can't remember anything you're thinking. That's the best way I can describe it. Kind of kind of a weird thing to say, but as soon as you have squirrel brain, I, I try to just go, okay, look at my phone. I'm like, okay, it's uh nine nineteen right now. I'm gonna put a ten minute timer on. You know, nothing's gonna happen in the next ten minutes. Like I got no meetings, whatever. I'm just gonna sit there like this. And I'm just going to focus. Well, how on much? How long is the timer? 10 minutes. Oh, okay. And I just sit there like this with my eyes closed. What do you focus my on? Hands. Focus on my breath. Focus on, um, you know, like certain sensations like my eyelids, my my eyes inside my eyelids, my toes nice. in my shoes. Uh, okay, cool, cool. All these little things. I just try and like think about those little things. And then I come out of that and I swear to God, like it's, it's like there's okay, a... Good. Okay, good. Yeah, but I, so, I, so I guess you, you would call that meditation. But that is yeah, meditation. But, yes, but I'm saying like it's not guided. I I would prefer the guided, but for some reason, something about guided makes it in my eyes like more of a step. Like it's like oh, I need to go get my earphones and meditate. Whereas like if I wanted to meditate, I could just put my phone here, set a timer. Man, that's where Sam Harris's just, app is so good because yeah, he has a timer in the app too. But, right. but 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 Sam but Sam Harris he doesn't actually say much while you're meditating. He may put in like a couple. Of <laughs> Although notes, sometimes like, I feel like he's talking the whole time. Like, dude, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Well, it depends. Like, there's a difference between like uh, you obviously know you've been using the app for years, but yeah, but like you get to learn. Like, I learned mental noting. I learned how to meditate with my eyes open. There's some crazy shit in there, bro. Well, so, but this, so this is, this is where, like, what That's you just nuts. said is that. what you just said is sort of interesting because it shouldn't actually be a surprise that you can meditate with your eyes open. <laughs> dude, we're like, like, dude, like, halfway through the session, he's like, open your eyes and continue breathing and, and do this and that. And I'm like, dude, no, no, because here's, crazy. here's, here, like, here's another distinction too, okay? You could meditate while literally on fire. <laughs> you like, could no no but to meditate is actually just to pay attention to what's going on no yeah 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 Shavasana. so it's it's not yeah it's not it's like because and that's why one one of sam's i think he probably said it in in what you just 
played for us, right? Uh, Ammer. Yeah. Which is that, and this is Sam Harris's like one of his main messages from the meditation. And I, I and actually, if you listen to the interview I did with Chris Thompson during covid this is actually one of the things i brought up too which is that there's the formal practice of meditation but then there's the actual like just art of paying attention like the reason why you meditate is to improve your focus it's to become more conscious right it's to be more present in the moment mm. right well there's no point like you he's like sam is like you get no brownie points for being someone who meditates he's like it's irrelevant if you can meditate if you meditate he's like no one like the only way that you, really? like like if you meditate great but unless you actually are just more conscious or more present or just more aware or you're more focused in your daily life then there's no point of it right there's like the same way that you can formally go and lift weights but at some point in, in your life you're probably gonna have to like open your door or squat down to take a shit or like lift up a <laughs> box and put it back down in a different space right so we wouldn't call that working. Like if someone was like, yeah, dude, I went for a workout. You're like, what did you do? And you're like, oh, I went and like moved some boxes. You're like, did we see you just moving? Like, is that, is that working out? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. So there's the distinction between <laughs> working out and then actually using your muscles in, in your daily life. So you, you formally meditate fine, but then yeah, when the yeah. client is yelling at you, are you in your monkey brain of like, fuck this client? Or are you in the present, in the present moment of like, Hmm interesting you know like you're just you're in it mm. yeah true so it's the difference between like the action and the state because you can be in like a meditative state but you wouldn't necessarily have to be taking the action well no but see this is also a mis like this is also a huge misconception when, when people think of meditation they think of like calm like it sounds like that's what you just meant by what you just said right yeah exactly yeah that, that's like that's not a pre, like you don't have like that's not a prerequisite yeah, yeah, yeah. To be no, i see i see your point now like that's why i said you could be on fire like like it's uh becoming aware of what's happening is actually irrelevant to meditation your state like what's yeah. yeah yeah like i used to meditate for example in a starbucks and i did that on purpose i used to meditate on purpose in the middle of a busy starbucks like right during like right during the yeah, morning yeah, rush yeah, i remember that yeah, yeah and and i you know it was no different than meditating like i didn't have to like i didn't have to go find a quiet place to meditate right now in saying that though are you going to be able to you know potentially focus more on one specific aspect of 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 your uh sensation maybe right didn't or, you sorry. have to like uh didn't you like lie down in the middle of the yeah there was um there was That's like i was awesome. i was reading oh i was so funny i forgot about that i the forgot tim, about that the man. tim ferris um oh yeah man that's the, in the four-hour work week in the four-hour work week that's one the of challenge the one of the challenges was to lay down in the middle of a starbucks during a busy time like late like lay perfectly flat on the ground and just like snooze that's so and funny. i did it i used to do it often actually what was the point of that exercise? <laughs> well, That's one, so to good. just, like, get yourself comfortable with just being that dude. Because there's no rule against laying on the ground, right? And then uh, the other thing that uh, I think Sam talks about this in his one of his books. But I can't remember if this was a Tim Ferriss. I know, I know Sam has definitely talked about this. But, but making super aggressive contact with strangers is also just, high, like, just so ridiculous and I, so i used to at starbucks like so like <laughs> wait, 
there's a part of me that wishes I could like go back in time and like re-experience some of this. But so at the Starbucks that I used to go to, there was like these four leather chairs and I would always get there at like 5.30 right when they woke up or right when they uh, opened up so that I could get one of those spots and read, right? And then naturally over the course of uh, the day, people would sit down as well across from me. And so when that happened, I would usually put my book down and I would just like this, like, so Austin, like right now, just like how you and I are sitting right now, I would lean back <laughs> and I would just start making eye contact. And then naturally the person would be like, how you doing? I'm like, doing pretty good. I was talking. Like, I would just not acknowledge the fact that I'm just staring right into their soul. And I remember like, sometimes like people would be like, <laughs> and I would just, what? <laughs> John, like, what's wrong with you, bro? That's so nuts. Yeah. What was the point of that exercise by Sam Harris to aggressively make eye contact? So it's actually just to become, uh, like to actually, so it, it, it's a pretty rare, like, okay, so when you're staring at someone like in the eyes, in their eyes, right? And they look at you, your initial reaction is to turn, right? Like everyone does this. Like, like if you ever like, like look, like if you ever want to like, just like see humans and just like if you're ever in a room just look around make eye contact with people and the first thing they'll do is they'll look away and then and then you'll typically look away too like it's like it's like we're like scared of one another we're like you know and then naturally both people then like usually like kind of make eye contact again and then kind of balance away again right it's like it's like a it's like a magnet right that's so whereas if you're just that one motherfucker who's just holding it you're like yeah bitch i'm not leaving this gaze you know it gets super interesting right because you're fighting that initial reaction but you're becoming aware it's like you're staring you feel that sensation of your body being like, look away. And you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a, it's just like a, it's a challenge, I guess. It's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's honestly way more difficult than it sounds to, to yeah. fully commit to staring at someone for like a solid, like 60 seconds. Doesn't sound that hard. Try it. That's crazy. Try it. 60 seconds. Is Try crazy. it. 60 seconds. I also advise picking someone like, um, like an old lady, or um a middle-aged man that's like pretty like chill looking don't pick a young chick who's like attractive and don't pick a scary looking dude because you probably will get like you'll probably get your ass kicked in some way that's crazy it's it's looking at it's highly uncomfortable for most people like most people would get up and leave they'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) did you have that with people because you're basically like you're basically like like eyeball raping them (laughs) Like it's yeah. so aggressive. Yeah, that's nuts. You anyway, try Yo, it, guys. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta jump off here because I gotta be up early. And, oh yeah, I forgot. Good night. It's Austin. gonna be good night, Austin. Okay. Okay. No. Good night, Austin. Yeah, I have a commitment to Cam. I'm trying to lower that sleep variability. You know, for the you know, first if, time if, in years. If I get my, if I get a sleep score higher than yours tonight, shame. Amber, I'll call you when I wake up. Then how about that? Why would you do that? Because you would have to get up at the same time as me. No, no, no. That doesn't matter. Of course that plan. matters. You no, just you can said... just plan your life differently. Dude, what are you talking about? If, <laughs> if, you're, if, if you sleep more than me, you will likely get a better sleep score than me. Yeah, I just have my Tuesday mornings. And Monday mornings are designed. No, I don't know. What I'm You're such I'm a fucking. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. okay, guys. I'm gonna make Amber the host. I love you, man. Okay, I have, I a, good, I have a good sleep, too. bro. See ya. Have a good sleep, man. Yeah, I will. <laughs> oh man. 
What's the uh, biggest change you noticed in your physiology while Trisha's being gone? Kind of like you're like kind of like fasting from Trisha right now. What's physiology? Just like your sleep, exercise, testosterone levels, stress levels. Just your biology. Okay, well, here's 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 a few. Th I don't know what's like the main thing. Like the the first thing that came to mind is that I'm uh, very clean. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I would say the house is actually Cl cleaner. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like like I like I'm much cleaner when she's not here. Hmm. Why do you think that is? The house is cleaner. Um, I, I don't know. Now, another thing is that my willingness to, to, to do something is much higher when she's not around. So, like, I'll give you, I'll give you a few different examples of, like, like, I feel like sometimes when Trisha's around, my ass is like glued to where I'm sitting. As in, it's like an in like it like it's an inconvenience to like get up or do something. You know what? Yeah. Why? But like no, but I'm like so like even like doing the dishes, for example, would be like an inconvenience. Whereas when I'm the only one around, it's like if I don't do them, they're not going to get done. So it's like I'm just going to do them, right? Like you know what I mean? Like there's no mm. yeah. So that that's something that I've noticed is that um, like even like. All of my clothes are in the laundry. Like all of the dishes are in the dishwasher. I run the dishwasher every single night. There's no clothes li lying around. Like the house is tidy. So that's that's one thing I've noticed. My sleep has improved dramatically. Like it's just, it's such a shocking difference. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm in a better mood. Um, and yeah i mean like I, like I wake up without even my, i don't even wake up with my alarm anymore like i get up in the morning i walk over and i turn my alarm off i hop in the shower turn the lights on and i'm like good to go yeah um i read more yeah makes sense yeah i read much more my night routine is much more the way that i want it to be for sure uh which is just more reading. well how does how does trisha impede that Oh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I, I don't think that Trisha actually impedes on, I, I don't think Trisha actually is, changes any of this. I think I change it when she's around. Why? I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't even necessarily aware of this until she was gone. Oh, Yeah, like, like cool. when she's gone, it's like I have no choice but to be my natural state. But when she's around, I'm not in my natural state. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Didn't you maybe put on a little bit of a mask when you were with Trisha? Well, I'm sure I do put on a mask, but I mean, I don't, I don't understand what the mask would have to do with, unless our meaning of masks are different. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just fascinated. Why, why would you act differently with or without Trisha? Shouldn't you be the same I, You know person? what? The why questions are so much harder. Like, I, I couldn't really give you a good why answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I couldn't, I, 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 you know, if I did, if I did say why, it'd probably just be, it'd, it'd be made up. I, I have no idea why. I'm just, these are observations of just now that she's like not in the house. Like, I just, I've just noticed I'm much tidier. 
and um cool Temperature's much lower. Um, yeah. I'm also never like in like a weird limbo of like looking for like what to do next. Oh, so you're clear minded. Yeah, well, much more in the sense that, again, I, I'm not having to rely on anyone. At, like, I'm not having to like necessarily schedule around her at all or. Like, because now, now my schedule is just like only my schedule. There's, I, it doesn't, it doesn't, inter, it's not interacting with any, it's not interacting or conflicting with anyone else's schedule in my house. It's, it's just my schedule and that's it. Um, nice. But even like, at any given moment, I don't, I don't feel any pressure to do anything but exactly what I want to do. Because there's no, there's, there's no consideration for anyone but myself. <laughs> Like when I'm at home, like I, I do exactly what I would want to do and nothing else because there's, what else would I do, right? So I guess what I want to do when Trisha's around is just different than what I would do when she's not. I don't know. Obviously. Very cool. Like I haven't watched any Office, for example. Yeah. Yeah. How's your week? I would say it was pretty good. Yeah. Why? What made it good? I mean, I, I suppose I wouldn't necessarily classify it as like good or bad. I just my week happened like I, I i wouldn't like i would like if i like if i, if I think back at like my last like when you we talk about the week like we're, we're we're talking on a monday not a sunday sure so if, yeah. if, if i look back at my last week and i think about you know the positives and negatives i can't really think of anything that like was super negative or anything like that um or positive so i mean i, I don't know i guess i wasn't really thinking about it as a good or bad but just was it successful in getting you closer to your goal Goals, plural. Well, assuming I hit my goal, then yes, I'm closer to it. But as far as like the metrics that I was hoping to achieve, no, by by no stretch was it a, was it a success in that way. What metrics were you hoping to achieve that you didn't? Well, the mostly within the ProWorks business. So production wise, was totally fine. It was it was good. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary. Um, but sales, though, like our lead gen has just taken a total like nosedive like the last like two weeks like most of the fall has been like pretty slow for interiors but um we've had like some sporadic weeks where we've kind of made up some ground but it seems like this entire fall i'll be honest it doesn't seem like any of our input like it, it doesn't seem like we're being rewarded for how much input we're putting in like it just there seems to be a massive mismatch like if i was to like describe what we've done this fall it 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 doesn't sound like we got what we deserved. <laughs> like our marketing, our marketing, year. our marketing efforts have uh, have not are not being. Uh, sorry, our sales 
are not reflecting our marketing efforts right now. Like our marketing efforts are, I think, as aggressive as I, I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever marketed my business this aggressively other than in, like, even then we're, we're actually marketing my business more aggressively than I do in the preseason. And yet we're getting like nothing. Like as far as like, we have like four door knockers going out. We've knocked on basically every single door that we would normally knock on, like in Kelowna. Like as far as like we're like, like we could we're, we're good to go through like a second time this fall, basically. Like like we're like we just don't like all the same doors we normally knock on. I sent out fifty thousand flyers. We've I've I've had the highest ad spend I've ever had on Google. Um, lawn signs, you know, more company vehicles out than we've ever had. Um more Google reviews than we've ever had. You know, like by any metric of like lead gen, we're like the we're doing the the like the highest version of it, but we're just not getting any leads for interiors. For exteriors though, fucking insane. I've never seen so many exterior leads before. <laughs> it is just like we're swimming in like I think we have like 75 exterior leads for next year already. Like it's just absolutely insane. And we've already booked like $300,000 for next year. But, oh my god yeah, yeah. like so like we're crushing it as far as like next year's bookings we just cannot sell anything for the life of us for this year right now <laughs> yeah what would you do if you ran out of interior work i just lay people off i mean what else can you do i mean like the, like just... we literally can't do any more advertising like there's like there's not like <laughs> there's like i'm not kidding Amber. like there's not a like there's like like it would just be like I'm like I've already hit every single like fifty thousand flyers hits my entire area like three times like it's like we can't you know like I'm gonna run out of flyers <laughs> like we don't like like take in mind up up until like I top up until September I only sent out ninety or I think it was like what was it seventy thousand flyers up until September and I've sent out fifty thousand just in the last two months like we normally get two dollars in revenue for every flyer we send out. I've gotten like maybe like 25 cents. <laughs> like, like, so it's, it's like one, it's like one eighth of what we normally get. Have you ever considered changing the flyer? Yeah. I actually got, sp yeah. Like I, I, I like, re like re it's called refreshing the creative yeah. changing. So the colors, I actually have different flyers for the fall than the, than the normal season. They're actually specifically targeted for interiors. They actually say 15% off for interiors only when booked at the time of the estimate. Like, it's like a better offer than like, you know, like the 10% off like year round. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like double-sided gloss. They're like super nice. They're like all full color, double-sided gloss. They're like heavier. Like when you like go to pick up one of the boxes, it's like at least like 10 pounds heavier than a normal box because it's like that much more ink on it. And it's like glossier. Wow. Um. Uh, our our Google. Anyway, what I was getting at though, I think there's just been a. I think there's legitimately just been a nosedive of demand. I don't think so. Well, dude, I, I mean, it, it, Amber, it's been two weeks. No, 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 no. Like, no, it's been a struggle this whole entire fall for interior for interior work. I'm not saying exterior. Um, I'm not saying exterior work. Just interior alone. Like, I'm saying the demand for interior work this fall is clearly not very high <laughs> like it's it's just not like i don't it's just it's just it's just not it's true. High. that's fine yeah, yeah but i can't i don't think you can you can extrapolate that any further than just that one statement i and i nor was i trying to okay yeah i'm also trying to say we're like 
yeah, no, no, no I, I'm not trying to say what you think I was trying to say. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> no, what I'm saying yeah. is, is that clearly there's not fucking people looking for paint into the <laughs> painting. Is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> otherwise they'd fucking be calling me right now. Yeah. yeah um, true. So yeah, I mean, I guess worst case. I mean, now luckily we have like a lot of our crews are fully booked until the end of the year already. So it's just it's just a matter of like, I don't know, just like like sixty thousand dollars of work we have to book. Yeah. Cool. Has Brady been performing to your expectations? Uh, he's actually exceeded my expectations. Him and Jocelyn uh, left to Mexico last week, and they're there this entire week. So I, actually, you know what? This is an interesting time in my life. Jocelyn, Brady, and Trisha are all gone. Damn. Yeah. That's cool. So I'm having you know to do like that? everything myself. Cooking you know what's funny? Meals. I think Stoneworks East and Stoneworks West are like they're both in Mexico. I don't know if they're I in think the same Student resorts. Works, right? They are in the same resort. I think Stoneworks East is going like next week. Like this coming week, like they're, like they're going at the same time, but there's only an overlap of like three days though, or something like that. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, which is actually almost better that way. You don't want like a full seven day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was saying it, it's kind of funny for Student Works West though, because like the back three days of your trip, like everyone's so hungover at that point, you're like kind of tired out. <laughs> but then Student Works East is gonna come and like revitalize that energy, so it's gonna because <laughs> it's gonna be like their first day, but everyone else's. So, um, but I'm actually really looking forward to going to New Zealand. I'll be honest. Um, there's a part of me that just like has like an equanimity towards like, you know, like I'm satisfied with how much effort we've put in. And if the results don't come, the results just don't come. Um, but, uh, now in the same, in, in the same token though, do you know, it's hilarious. January is fully booked. Like January and February are almost fully booked. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like we booked a fifty-five thousand dollars job for January and a thirty thousand dollars job for January, but just like, hey, any chance you want to do it in wow. November or December? No, no. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. you know. So it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Some really good bookings for next year. Lots of really good quotes for next year. So I, uh, yeah, pretty satisfied. How yourself, man? How was your coming week? in? Oh, oh, pretty good. Um, had a really good conversation uh, with James around integrity. So I'll read you this. I have this from Landmark. Um, Unless you're playing a small game in life, you will not always keep your word, but you can always honor it. So lately, my integrity this past week has been slipping. Specifically, like as a roommate. Like what do you mean? Like I would, like I would say I would like do a specific chore, but then don't do it. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, so I just kind of like reset myself and I made a list of things in my life that like I just wasn't keeping my word on. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be like a probably going to be a small list. Not a small list. <laughs> there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. There are 23 commitments that I've broken with myself. Which, which one people. is the most alarming that you've broken? Mm. Like which one just pops off the page? Like you scan down the list and you're like, oh, that one. It's that one. What's that one? Lunch. You're not eating lunch? lunch. No, sometimes I wouldn't eat it. And then the other one is like uh, brushing teeth. What? Yeah. So instead of brushing my teeth in the morning, 
I brush it like two hours after my morning routine. So it's not immediate. It's like delayed. I mean, that's a pretty minor trend. Yeah, whatever. But not at all. Not not really. It is what it is. Not in my world. Well, but like it's cool. This is what I'm saying, John. I know, but so I mean, nothing, but nothing wrong would, with this. Yeah, but, but the lunch like, thing is interesting. So like, because you're just missing your caloric intake then at that point, unless you just like make up for it. Yeah. Man, actually, I'll tell you what. How much do you have to eat, bro? How many calories? Oh, not that much. No, no, but my, my dude, my diet. I'm just so happy right now with my food. Nice with my food. I just dialed in my lunch this week, man. My breakfast, lunch, and dinner are now perfect. Okay, what's your breakfast? Like literally, it's a shake. It's a 950 what? calorie How? shake. Is it? What, Pro, uh, is it like hmm? using like a bulk powder? Or what? No, no, no bulk. You want me to read it for you? I'll tell you. What shake has 950 calories in it? It has to be something super weird, like mutant mass or something. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll just read. I'll read you what's in it. Um, almond butter, uh, collagen, gut superfood, uh, protein, uh, blueberries, olive oil, Greek yogurt. Oh, okay, so it's the banana, olive oil. Yeah. Milk, super seeds, flax, okay. chia, and help hemp. You you probably put quite a bit of oil, olive oil in there, hey? No, no, no. Just like a. Just What's giving you so many right? calories in there then? Um, how the big of a fucking powder? shake this is? Well, how many calories does the protein just, powder have? Uh, two hundred and thirty. Ah, yeah, but dude, you've seven hundred calories to go. Oh, that's that's a pretty crazy shake. So, okay, so you like the shake? It's delicious. What are you having for lunch? Delicious. For lunch, I got meal prep, so I get like different meals. Okay, sure. That I can, but but I figured out for flavor, you don't put it in the microwave. Rookie move. You put the meal on a pan with olive oil, butter, salt, and pepper. Takes like seven minutes to heat up. Tastes ten times better. Hmm. And I hate cooking. Doesn't take literally. You just dump it on the pan. I get it. I get it. Twirl it. I get it. Yeah. It's so good. So good. And then for dinner, I either eat. Uh, so I have two cheat days for dinner. I, I like one cheat day. I eat like chicken wings or KFC. Second cheat day is pizza. But then the rest of the five days, it's steak, 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 salmon, salmon. Yeah, dude, I've been doing uh, steak a lot, like steak and potatoes, basically, just like just your basic, you yep. know, steak and potatoes. Yep. And uh, I found this, well, it's not I found it, but I've known about it for quite a while. But anyway, I've been getting my steaks from this place called T-Bones here in Kelowna, and they have like, it's all free range, you know what, uh, free range, uh, grass fed, no antibiotic beef. Dude, it's just mm. like steak is just, I don't know if I can ever get sick of steak. Dude, it's so good. It's just so good. And then... I, uh, I hit my calories and I can eat a steak right now. Yeah, dude. I'm like 700. I'm just so satisfied with my... Because I, I feel like I can eat not whatever I want, but I don't really have to like really worry too much about what I eat because I can, I, can, I can afford all the calories. So my breakfast yeah. is 1,200 calories. 1,100 to 1,200. So I have... What is it though? It's... Uh, so it, it's organic potatoes uh, in the morning. They're fries, but they're just... They're, like the only ingredient is the potato itself. Okay? So it's just mm-hmm. cut potatoes. A uh, little bit of butter in the pan, cook the potatoes. So it's I have like a breakfast poutine basically. So it's 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 uh, the oh. fries, and then I put half a cup of cheese in it, and then and then three eggs. So that's about Damn. so, and then that's about uh, fifty one grams of protein as well. And then I have a protein shake as well on top of that. So and that's thirty grams of protein. So in total, seventy one grams of protein for my breakfast, about eleven hundred to twelve hundred calories, depending on you know how much 
cheese you get in there. Sometimes a little, a little extra splash. And then uh, <laughs> for my lunch, I uh, I basically do one of three things. Lasagna. What's your cheese, though? What's your cheese, though? Uh, just cheddar cheese. We're, like, we're, like, is it organic? Uh, yeah, it's Armstrong cheese. It's actually just, it's just salmon arm. Like, it's just down the street. Salmon arm. Like, Sorry, salmon arm is a city. Like, it's like an, it's like yeah, an no, I know. Here. Yeah. No, well, I have a client in salmon arm. Yeah, Armstrong too, cheese is fantastic. Yeah. 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 Cool. And, um, but you can drive by and like see the cows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then lunch is either lasagna, mac and cheese, or shepherd's pie. and it's like this whole food kind of and it doesn't affect your energy no no amazing dude amazing no okay what's dinner um just because of how carb heavy it is you mean yeah no no i don't find it drains me at all and then for dinner just steak and potatoes amazing that sounds yeah i like it do, well, what do you do for your like vitamins and micronutrients well the protein shake has like all the vitamins in it and whatnot and then i just do multivitamins oh okay cool yeah yeah no i specifically take vitamin d b12 magnesium a probiotic yeah and, i think uh, this has all everything you just liver caps yeah 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 no but beef liver caps dude crazy yeah. So anyway, I'll show you. They're they're from New Zealand. They're from New Zealand. So, yeah, get that liver. What's the point of that? Just super healthy liver, beef liver. Take four caps. Boom. Fair enough. Yeah. So I've been pretty. I've been pretty satisfied with uh with eating. My relationship with food. Nice. I actually, I mean, not that I'm doing like any sort of intense cooking, but I actually like having like that little bit of dinner time where I just like, you know, preheat the oven, you know, bake a potato. <laughs> it's like not as hard, <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, I know, I know. Cook a steak, I know you know, you it's just like I enjoy that little like sequence. It's kind of fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little, it's a little rewarding in the sense that it's just like, is it? But because you kind of have to like be around, like it, you have to kind of be focused and just around it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But man, I, I made up my decision. I think I'm going to try 10 sessions of therapy. I think I'm going to take that route. Like counseling? And, hmm? Like counseling? No, just like like therapy. I don't know. Like what do you mean? Like, like physical therapy or like mental a therapist? therapy? Mental? Yeah, so like a, like a counselor? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the right wordage. I've never heard it being called a counselor. But I guess, yeah. same. It's, it's a synonym. Well, I don't know. Therapist? I don't know. Really doesn't matter therapy. mental yeah. mindset coach whatever you want to call it but like are you like for like for trauma or for like no no proactive like just to i have specific goals that i want to try to achieve to get like even better at some stuff yeah so like just managing stress and anxiety better um and just upgrading certain and like mostly eliminating certain insecurities because it's like, there's just new responsibilities that are coming up in my life that are very exciting. And I need to really be like at my absolute sharpest. So I'm just going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try 10 sessions. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll report that. back. Yeah. I'll just report back. See what happens. But like, there's just certain things that like, yeah, I guess we can go a little bit deep here. Um, if you like. 
But here's like some fears. Like I just need to get better at saying no. I need to get better at like not trying to people please and always optimize to be liked. Um, I have like this fear of like loving or being loved or not being loved. I'm like afraid of disappointing people. I'm afraid of losing friends. And I really mean like fear. Like it's a fear yeah, of losing think, friends. Do you think those are unique to you at all? No, not at all. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like if you read those out, I mean, I feel like everyone can kind of resonate somewhat to those. Yeah, but it's like they're, it, it's just like for the first time ever, this business is, is, and my life is getting to a place where I actually need to be like actually in the top one percentile in how I treat my body how I treat my sleep, treat my mind to like start reaping and deserving the stuff that I want. It's like, I have the tools around me. I have the people. I have what I need. I just need to deserve it. And I think doing this type of work can help me deserve it more. Um, By just becoming a better person, better leader, a better friend, a better manager, um, a better partner. Better romantic partner. I mean, there's levels to this game. And I can't see why I can't uh, try. So that's, that's, uh, have a, that was a, I just kind of gave you like 20% of this list, but there's a whole list here that I'm going to try. I'm going to basically show up. I'm like, here, here's what we're going to try to figure out. Let's try to eliminate these and I'll just report back to you guys, tell you how it goes, hmm. tell you how much it costs, tell you if, how much, you know. I've done enough self-development to kind of know value when I see it. So I can just kind of report back and say, oh, here's what I really got. Here's what I didn't like. But yeah, I think it'd be kind of crazy for me to be so intense at working the mind and getting well, into meditation. Well, that's why when you said therapist, I, I was thrown off a bit because it doesn't sound like you need a therapist. It sounds like you need like a mentor or a coach of some sort. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Well, that's that's what I'm looking for. Well, call it whatever you want to call it. Call but it. I'm saying if you go to a, like a psychiatrist, I just don't think you're gonna get what you want. From some of the people that I've talked to, they they said the opposite. So like I'm open. What like I'm here in discovery. I'm not married to anything. They have um. So the I'm I'm gonna like the, the game plan is most of these therapists have like 15 minute sessions. So I was advised by some of my friends, like book 10 of them with 10 different people and like make it clear what you want. And then they'll either tell you if it's good fit or not, not good fit, or you can find out. And if you find somebody that resonates with you, you do one session with them and just actually go a bit deeper. And if they want, and or if you feel like they are the right person or they've solved these specific problems, then maybe pursue it um, or don't. Uh, the The alternative would be to go to a mindset coach, but. Just it just happens within my inner circle here in Toronto, of people that I admire and look up to. It's like that's what they're doing. Like so I'm just gonna. It's it just uh, James, Christine, Dan. Like we're just Riley. Like we're just kind of going. We're trying it. We're trying it. We're all we're trying. Christine's been they, doing it for a while. Had some success with that. Uh, so, um, me and James and Riley haven't tried it yet, but we're in the process of booking it. Christine has had a lot of success. Okay. And then uh, Dan has had some success too. Hmm. How's Dan doing? Yep. Killing it. 
Yeah, really well. His window washing business yeah. is still growing. Yeah, I think he's at thirty employees right now. Like thirty-four, maybe thirty, like between thirty and thirty-four. Fucking legend. In November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on a mission. Him and Kendra are on a mission. What's their mission? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't oh, oh, I like, tell oh, you like, mission yeah, statement. Yeah, okay, okay. But like you know, they're they're not getting complacent. I could tell you that much. Hmm. Good for him. They're you know buying up property. Most of their money to go just buying up property. They just like bought their parents a house. You know. Really. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's sick. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we went on a walk four days ago. He was just like walking his dog. I was like, hey, Amber, I'm in front of your house. You got a minute? I'm like, yeah. We walked the dog. Walked the dog. It was very nice. Mm, good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool. Uh, yeah, man. That's. Those are a couple of uh, what, what, what I think really made this week cool is figuring out that I suck at sales and I know exactly what to do to improve. Figuring out that my integrity has slipped and fixing it back up. And figuring out what I can do to develop myself as a person. Well, is it that you suck at so sales, actually... or is it just that you just have improvement to be made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of like saying that. Okay, I can okay. like earn it back, you know. Sure. You know, just okay. like, I like that. Okay. I like the shit talk, you know. Even myself. You know, this is my. You know, you know, Michael Jordan. He creates games in his head. It's like, oh, he was trash talking me and all that. He's like, yeah, you know, fair enough. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I always like to like be careful with the language I use and like suck is like not. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Good point. I. Uh, that's good. Valid. Valid. So yeah, man. Do you feel stuck or or in anything that you're doing? Do I feel stuck right now? Yeah, in anything that you're doing or no? Well, certainly. I. I. I, I mean, if I if I was to say if I felt stuck anywhere, it seems like I. I uh... I mean, like, I would say I'm stuck in the painting business if, as far as I'm I'm stuck in the situation where it's like I just can't seem to solve. I mean, I suppose I just have more painters than I had last year, but. That would be where I'm stuck is like, how is it that I can possibly keep this many people busy until December 16th, like until the middle of December? Yeah, you need a sales team. Yeah. No, 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 Amber. It's not even that. I mean, we have no, no. It's Amber. It's not. A, oh, that's that's where you stuck. No, it's no, like no, no, the no. demand is there. Team. There's no, there's no sale. There's no sales team here. There's none of that. Sure. <laughs> okay. It's mar just marketing. It's just, no it's demand. just lead. Yeah. It's just lead gen. Yeah. There's no, there's no, you know. You know what you can do? Yeah. I've seen some, some of my customers do this. It's like they go find a big commercial job. They bid low enough to get the job so that their employees are busy, and that's it. And the guys just go paint this like six hundred unit apartment for a month. Yeah. And yeah, you don't make money, but like they get paid. So there you go. You could do that. Just call up those stratas that you want. Just be like, hey, look, I'll do this strata half off price, but I need to come in tomorrow, or like you know next week. 
Yeah, I've kind of done a similar thing. Like I have some relationships with some property managers and I, and I, and I usually have a deal with, like his last year did the same thing. I have a deal with them. It's like, hey, if you have any work, like, I'll give you like really good pricing this fall. But uh, they just had nothing. Like as far as like, like all of the normal property managers I work with, they're like, yeah, man, no painting this fall. Like, there's just nothing going on. Yeah. This might be a bit extreme, but I've seen some contractors even take their entire team, relocate to another city for like a month to do a project and then come back. And part of the deal is that the person pays I, I honestly, for Honestly, I just, I feel like my guys just, I mean, like for me, there's a risk versus, I mean, if they could just go on EI for a month versus. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I don't know like, your yeah, like, I, the the trade off, yeah. like for me to like all this, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Just get a bus, get a couple of no, buses. No, but, I mean, but you asked me like if I, if I felt stuck anywhere. When I felt stuck is like, I, I imagine I was sitting today and I was just like, what the fuck do I do? Like, as far as like, how do I, like, you know, how do I drum up more work? Right. So that was one, that was one area I felt stuck, but. Otherwise, not really stuck, but there's definitely just like a, a general, and, and I don't think this will ever go away. And I would say it's almost like, the, it's almost like the most mild it's ever been, but I'm sure you can relate to this, but just like a impatience. Oh yeah, that's dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah, very impatient. Yeah, that's like when you're living in the future. Just go back to the present. Just enjoy. Yeah, it. no, I think there's definitely yeah, good point. Definitely a good call on living in the future. There's definitely been a lot of that going on where it's like, I'm just like running. It's part of what makes us successful because we're very long term minded. But like I had this conversation with James where both of him and I were very impatient around building a sales team because we just know how big the business can grow and how much more money we can make. But then it's just like whoa, 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 whoa. We both recognize like we're just we're living in the future, and our and we're constantly disappointed. That impatience was like a reflection of a somewhat of a disappointment that we don't live in the future, but we live in the present and that we some like we have to do work to earn that future. Which is just like already like a like your debt. It's like you're starting your day in debt. That's the impatience. You gotta catch up on that debt. The the way to solve that is just recognize that the future doesn't exist, neither does the past. You only have right now. And you get a nice, cool relaxation and a and a and a good reminder that, you know what? Might as well just enjoy what I'm doing now because that's all I have is right Well, now. yeah, and then, and then also just like realizing I'm on my own path and not having to always compare myself to others and things like that too. Yeah, too. Yeah, for that's sure. always dangerous. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely not living in the future all the time. Yeah, enjoying the moment. Um, I think that's actually one of the things I'm really looking forward to about going to New Zealand is just like it because I'm literally just like, like, like I'm just like thousands <laughs> of kilometers away like i just i'm forced to just not um relinquish control but nothing you know it's, you know it's interesting though not uh, me not being here actually just won't change anything though that's one of the cool things is i'm gonna go to new zealand and because brady's coming back obviously from mexico johnson will be back so brady's doing sales while i'm gone and it's not like any of the advertising i'm doing like brady actually manages the cold calling team so as far as like flyers and and things like that it's not like it's like it's not like I'm important. It's not like it's like whether I pay for the or whether sorry whether I'm the one that drops off the flyers at the depot or fucking Brady does. It doesn't like doesn't change the result, right? So can I ask you some questions about your door to door team? Sure. And this is just gonna be like quick fire, you know, just sure. quick. If quick I can fire. answer them, I will. How much do you pay them? Twenty five an hour. No, no other bonuses. Nothing. Twenty five an hour. And um, who like how many of them do you have? Three, Incl not including Brady. Three. Or myself. And who manages them? Brady. 
and before Brady? I did. And how do you manage them? You basically just ensure that they commit to a schedule for the week. Like, so, hey, which days are going out? Hold them accountable and make sure they have enough area and supplies to adequately do their job. How do you uh, do quality control? Um, like quality control as far as what? Like that they're saying the script right, that they're not fumbling the bag, that they're just actually doing a good job. Well, one them. thing I mean is like, are they generating good quality leads or are they not? So that's, you know, usually if, like if I send them like, if I like if we send them to a certain area of town and they just, and it, it like, like it's, there's certain areas of town. If you like, if you send someone to Kettle Valley and they walked away with zero leads, obviously they fucking did something wrong. Right. So if they go up to Kettle Valley and they're getting a good amount of leads, good quality leads, you know, um, then, uh, you know, they're doing a pretty good job. If someone like gets struck out, then that's usually where they would need another training session. So they would, they would have someone go out with them who knows what they're doing. So either another cold caller or Brady or myself, and we would spend just a, like a two, three hour session with them and just see their pitch, like listen to them, um, have them retrain with us. So yeah, role play. That's it. I mean, to be honest, because I like, I'm like, is, like our door knocking strategy, like my door knocking strategy always had, not always has been, but has been and always will be, seems like going forward. Not that I want to like be too dogmatic about this is the only way to do it, but I I actually don't do door to door sales. It's just, it's, we actually just canvas. So it's a different, I, I consider that a different thing. We just skim the cream off the top. And that's why I pay them hourly because I'm actually not interested in getting a high amount of leads. I want just the best leads. I want, I want them knocking on a door and the person says, Pro works, I need painting. I'm not even necessary. That's it. They're just a walking billboard in a lot of cases. Now, the script itself obviously is going to get you, like, people are going to hear your script and be like, wow, yeah, I'll get some painting, right? Like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to, like, so all of our guys have, like, Pro Works Tukes, Pro Works, you know, jackets. Like, they're like, they're fully pimped out. Like, they all look super professional. Like, they all have, like, a full uniform, right? Um, like, really nice clothes. The script itself, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing for every single person. It's, hey, how you doing today? My name's John with a company called ProWorks Painting. We're fully covered by WCB, five million liability insurance, and a three-year warranty on our paintwork. Have you guys possibly considered any exterior or interior painting this coming spring or summer? You know, that's basically the pitch. No. Okay, keep going. No. Sounds good. Thanks. Have a good day. That's it. Literally, yeah. <laughs> no. So that's what I'm trying to say. If if a person says like no, now if you said no, no, say it again. No. Hey, the only thing I was going to mention is your exterior trim starting to peel up a little bit. At the very least, would you possibly consider getting a free painting quote? Not right now, but like in the future. But, yes. So, yeah. So that, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> so that, that, hey, the only thing I was going to mention, no. So if they have peeling trim, we call it the trim close. That will get you at least one lead per hour. At least one lead per, per, lap, per hour. And then, and then, <laughs> so it's, hey, the only thing I was going to mention is, blank thing needs painting for xyz reason okay at the very least would you possibly consider <laughs> it's uh, i know i know that's why i'm laughing getting a free painting quote and then it's like you like pause for a second and then interrupt them like not right now though like in the future you know and they're like yeah, yeah sounds yeah. good so that's why i right? laughed that's so good and then you'd be like hey you know even and then, and then this is my favorite page so as long as you get them saying all of these things you'll be fine right so um so if someone's only getting one lead per hour, I know they're probably, not, and, and if, I, if I see someone like, cause I, you know, I, I see the leads, right? If I see someone uh, only getting one lead per hour and they're none of them are trim, I know they're not doing the trim close. If they're getting two leads per hour, one's trim, I know they're doing the trim close. 
if they're only getting one lead per hour and it's only trim, that's fine. Cause it's like, okay, they're getting to trim, you know, they're like, you should get one lead per hour from trim. Now it also depends on the area though. Like you can send someone, like if someone goes up to Crawford, which is like a, a, a so-so area for us and they don't get a lot of leads, that's fine. Cause I know that the one lead they do get is probably gonna be golden up there. Right. So there's kind of different metrics. Interesting. Love it. So simple. So easy. Yeah. Canvas. What's the uh, average turn turnaround time for a canvasser? Turnover. You mean? Yeah. A good, a good canvasser, um, can last multiple years. Uh, on average, what do you, what have you observed? Three to four weeks. Yeah. Like I would say not, not on average though. Like I would say the average that quits is like three to four weeks, but like typically at the beginning of the year, I hire maybe five to six cold callers. And I would say almost all of them will last until the end of March. So. Best cold callers are tall, reasonably good looking white males. It's not even remotely close. It's just not even remotely close. In Kelowna. I mean, I, I couldn't say in Toronto or any other territory, but just in Kelowna. Tall, reasonably good-looking white males. Easily. Like, like, when, like for resumes, like, for for door knockers, I'm looking for, like, Jacobs, Brad's, Mike. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. No, you don't. No, you're not. John's just making a joke. If you're listening, he's an inclusive workplace. He does not discriminate by age, race, or height. No, I mean, hold on. I mean, hold on. This is purely satirical. No, hold on. I mean, I, I'll stand by what I said. I'm not trying to like discriminate. I I will look at everyone's resume fairly, but I just in my in my in my opinion, the Brads, the Chads, like those guys tend to do really well with door knocking. I'm not like I'm not gonna like like Amr Abu Chakra. I'm not gonna lie. You probably wouldn't do as well out here. It just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so anyway i'm looking forward to going to new zealand um and uh, i'm actually just really excited for next year too next year's really cool i uh because pure air is um, really popping off so it's kind of kind of fun yeah 2023 is going to be spectacular should be can be yeah it was cool so like because like, cause next year is actually going to be the first year where I set a revenue goal, not for ProWorks, but actually for Aurelius. Ooh. What's the revenue goal for Aurelius? I haven't really decided what, like, what a good goal would be, but I would say at the very minimum, like the, the, at the very minimum, the goal would have to be like 2.5 overall. Hmm. Um, In system sales? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So two million for painting, five hundred for pure. Well, but if pure does five hundred, I would. It wouldn't be fair to say Aurelius did five hundred because Aurelius only owns fifty percent of it. Yeah. Two point two five for ProWorks. No. What's your ProWorks goal? Two probably it would be two million. You want to do a million for Pure Air next year? No. I want to, no, I think Pierre, I think Pierre realistically, I think if we did less than half a million next year, I think that would be, there's no reason why we can't do more like a half a million next year. 
Um, and then ProWorks should do about two. Okay, so then your goal is 2.25 million. Well, no, because I own publicly traded businesses as well. And you're counting revenue as dividends? No, I wouldn't. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm not. No, no, no. Like when you buy a business, like, like, so for example, I mean, not that this is by any stretch, like, like the revenue numbers are irrelevant. It's not like I'm trying to maximize revenue by buying businesses that are like low price to sales. But this is also why like revenue goals are kind of irrelevant when it comes to, um, uh, one second, but like, okay, but you're trying, you're trying to be a millionaire next year, right? Yeah. Okay. But like, so like, for example, like if I go to like, like, so like, like Smith and Wesson, for example, for every share, it has, you know, let's say what it does next year, but $2 in revenue, right? So if I have... Is that EPS? Pardon me? Is that EPS? No, that's, no, I'm saying revenue. That, is there literally a revenue per share that you can figure out? Of course, it's the revenue divided by how many shares there are. What do you mean? Okay, fair it's enough. It's all yeah, or yeah, price to sales. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, like a price to sale. <laughs> now, not that I'm saying that's like a like a like a a metric that I really care about, but but like but I sh like I should have more than a quarter million dollars in revenue um, from, from, my, from these shares. Not no, not from Smith and Wesson. Not not Smith and Wesson alone. Oh, from everything. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Actually, next year, because I mean, appending then to the companies that I have. In my portfolio now cut their dividend i'll have um as of right now without adding anything else i'll have about ten thousand dollars in dividends next year hmm which is like highly satisfying the snow the snowball dude i know i'm just slowly adding a little chips snowball there. dirty nice dude nice i do a little whack yeah let's do it and call it a night all right all right let's see what we got <clears throat> youtube yo you sent me that uh youtube video of that politician talking dude so, i didn't click on it what dude, dude it's so good no, no, no it's, it's so good no whenever i see a politician talking and it's like somebody impressed by the talking it's just like come on man it's just marketing no 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 ammer you, you actually no, think ammer, he's going to implement anything? ammer no no no. you're totally missing like like look, like just look at if i only get one video that you have to watch this is it like this like that's how good okay fair like, enough you know ammer. what say no more you don't have you don't have to say anything it's else. it's just it's it's no a problem. it's an un it's it's the, it's one of the best political in my opinion it's one of the best political speeches you're ever going to hear it's like it's Holy it's a total shit. game changer right. for canadian politics in my opinion all right. Yeah. It really puts Canada on the map. Either way, um, let me just pull this up. All right. <laughs> You're not ready for this song, bro. I'm just sorry. Like, this this song went viral Not recently. only am I ready for it, I actually probably wrote the song. Can you give me one You wrote the song? No, I'm just kidding. Give me one second. I just have to quickly find this. Uh... That's okay. Like, don't play the video yet. No, I know, I know. I'm just booting it. Booting it up. As I look at this pizza ad that I'm getting right now. All right, it's ready. So this is Lil Yachty. <laughs> and uh, 
song is called Poland. So give me one second. I still have to find a. Let's observe. I have a quote. Okay, yeah, I like this. All right. How many views does this have, John? 16 million. In how long? Three weeks. Yeah. Is little Yachty guy still popular, hey? Yeah. Are you following that It's not even really a song, but okay. I took the walk to Poland. I took the walk to Poland. I took the walk to Poland. Ah, pew, pew, ha. I've been fiending, huh? Like I'm Keenan, riding around with a Caltech. Wait, sorry, I messed up. I've been finding a like I'm Keenan, riding around with a Smith and Wesson walk. <laughs> if you mean it, baby girl, do you mean it? I've been leaning, baby girl. I've been leaning. Pew, 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 walk, phone still ringing, battling all my demons. I've been finding, baby girl, I've been fiending. Hope you love me, baby. I hope you mean it. Walk. Hmm. <laughs> there it is. There it is. How much uh, intelligence did you gain from that? How much wisdom did you extract from that? I don't even remember what you just read. That's I okay. can't tell you anything other than... It's actually a pretty solid cold. quote. Okay. Let's see what we got. Suppression is when you resist and fight against your desires, keeping them as buried and unexpressed as possible. Self-discipline is when your highest desires rule over your lesser desires, not through resistance, but through loving action grounded in understanding and compassion. Oh, dude, yeah. I read that quote, and I'm like, yep, makes sense. That's also like probably one of the best counter art, you know, because when someone says, oh, but like, I feel like I'm like, you know, suppressing, right? You're like, no, no, we're not, we're not talking about suppressing. We're talking about having discipline. It's a different thing, right? Like, I actually like that there's a distinction between those two because like, that's always been like kind of a, yeah. I don't know, this is, it's a distinction I hadn't really made in the past, knowingly. Yeah. Yeah. When do you leave for New Zealand? November 17th. 10 days. All right. 
All right. So then I'll, um, your next, next, uh, conversation we have, you won't be in New Zealand. No. Okay. Could you have, cool. uh, the, I mean, just while I have you on the thing, for anyone that's not wanting to have a, a UFC chat, that's what I'm about to have. Who do you have in the fight, Israel or uh, Alex Pereira? Is that tonight? No, no, no. It's, uh, no, no. It's this Saturday. Oh, this Saturday. Wait, Israel and who? Alex Pereira. Or Pereira. Who's Alex Pereira? He's the only guy to ever knock. He's the only guy to ever have uh, knocked out um, Israel Adesanya. Oh, look at this. Yeah, but dude, there's some crazy fights. Alexandro. Oh, dude, there's crazy fights this weekend. So, like, Dan Hooker's fighting Claudio. Um, I don't know his last name, but Dan Hooker's sick. But the hell is it? Sorry, the thing's kind of messing up. But uh, Michael Chandler's fighting Dustin Poirier as well, which is just absolutely absurd. Whoa. That's a good fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple fights that were canceled. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a... Huh? There must have been a couple fights that were canceled, though. Oh. Weird. Okay, either way. No, I got I got Adesanya for sure. You, you, you seem to be like an Adesanya fan. No, I'm just a fan of statistics. Statistically, <laughs> he's going to win. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm just following the numbers here. There's a greater than 50% chance that Adesanya is going to win. It's just that I mean, simple. He did, I mean, take in mind, his only, his only loss was against this guy. Yeah, how many years ago? That's like the eight worst argument ago. ever. Yeah, eight years ago. He slapped him, though. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Well, they both fought up to being the champ, like, you know, fighting for the championship. I mean, they're both there. Yeah, but you just compare careers, man. It's like... You know, one's Adesanya, the others, I don't even know how to, like, his name. You know? Well, I mean, other than the fact that he's fighting for the championship, I mean, <laughs> it's not like he's some bum that's just getting a shit. Yeah, but I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Like, how much of that is he deserves the fight? Yeah, the versus how much versus it's just like, him oh, being like, oh, he's the only dude to ever knock him out. Like, it's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, just I, I, just I like the like, ultimate like, headline. He did, I'm it's not like the lie, ultimate though, headline. He did, he did knock out, like, everyone on the, on the way. Like, <laughs> So it wasn't, yeah, Fair yeah, enough. yeah, it wasn't like, but you gotta, you can't lie that Dana White knows how to market. So I'm just saying, we're gonna show up, we're gonna pay for the pay per view, that's the goal, we're gonna enjoy it, and I hope we get our money's worth. That's, I find that's the thing I, I don't like about Israel, Israel fights. Like, I'm, I wouldn't have bought this pay per view if it, if, like, if it was just Israel fighting. Um, the Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I know. I know. Is he fight? Is he fights? I just find boring. I don't like. I don't find him actually like that exciting. He used to be more exciting, we, but we, now we, I feel like there's too much of yes. a fear of loss. Last time he fought, we texted back and forth, and we both were in agreement. No, I think that he has a fear of loss now. See, no, no, he just he he fights like Mayweather now. It's like not that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I also find safe. that there's a bit of like a there's well, a bit of like a uh, like why does the rabbit run? faster than the fox it's because the the rabbit is running for his life whereas the fox is running for its meal and i feel like there's a bit of that going on like i usually t i tend to like when it, when it's a when it's a when a guy who's actually going for the championship like the the challengers by all intents and purposes like deserves to be there and he's legit i tend to think they're gonna win because they there's so much i feel like it's it's they're so much more hungry than the champions 
just just from a mental standpoint if, if, as far as like they haven't earned that yet right the champion is like trying to hold on to something and that's why i like the champions i think that do the best are the ones that don't get too attached to the belt the ones that mm. that put the belt they try to deserve the belt yes right? exactly like the belt like like uh the one Oh, who said that? Belt, I know what you're saying. It's like, I'm not Leon trying Edwards. to defend yeah, says, the belt. I'm trying to yeah, earn. Yeah, Leon Edwards says the belt, the belt belongs, belongs to, no, to one. no one. Yeah, which is such a good line because it's like every, you know, you like it's like every day or every year or every, you know, you can, you can use that line for basically anything in your life, but that, that you always have to just go and earn it each day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I just got a little knock on the door. I'm being too loud. It's, it's, we're, we're past our recording time, but. Okay, sounds good. I got to go, man. Okay, bye. But it's good to see you, man. Have a good week. See ya. Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material. And just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.